0: The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life. It's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth, an asset, without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Soane, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Hi, this is Tom Soane, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And today, we're talking about long-term investments, and especially if you are a landlord or a property investor that uh, maybe you've got one or two properties or a smaller number of properties, why a long-term investment probably is a terrible use of your money and your wealth, and you're probably losing money if you're saying to yourself, it's all right, it's a long-term investment. And I want to explain why, um, because actually I think the term long-term investment is a bit of an excuse in a lot of cases. Now, I'm not saying every case, right? So let me just qualify right now by saying all long-term investments are not bad, but most are bad if they fit this criteria, which I'm going to go through with you now. And I'll also show you how to make a good long-term investment. What is a good long-term investment? Where to find them? how to turn your existing investment into a good long-term investment. Because that's what we're all trying to do. You might be investing in property for your children to provide them with some sort of financial security in the future. You might be doing it for yourself, for a pension. You might be doing it for yourself, for your own wealth, something to do with your money. Maybe you've got a bit of extra money uh, or you've inherited some money and you want to put it somewhere effective. Well, we're all trying to do that in our own way, aren't we? If you're watching this or listening to this, then you are in that boat. You're trying to invest your money and your wealth, and you're trying to grow it. You're trying to make it work for you. Um, So we need to make sure that we're putting that money and that wealth into the right places. And we cannot really say, it's all right if it doesn't make any money because it's a long-term investment. It doesn't quite work like that. Um, and you're probably losing money. So, and do you know what? Also, I think the term long-term investment could also be used as a as a bit of a an avoidance of the truth, an avoidance of the facts. Maybe you're that person that is happy not making any profit because you can't really be bothered to go through that whole process of investing and researching and analysing and doing due diligence and all that sort of stuff. Maybe, I don't know. But, I wanna show you the right way to see and do a long-term investment. Um, But first of all, if you've got a property right now and it doesn't really make any cash each month, so you're renting it out, but it's not necessarily a, a cash generating or a profit generating property. Maybe you just break even. You're covering the mortgage payments and the bills and the maintenance but you're not really making any money after it, but that's okay because it's a long-term investment. So what that means is you're hoping for the value of that property to grow over time in order to to increase your wealth or increase your cash in the future. Well, there's, there's a little saying which I heard the other day which I think relates to this, which something like the people that are always planning are never doing. If you're always planning, you're never doing. And it kind of fits here because if you're always trying to generate cash in the future, then you're never actually generating cash now. If you're 100% focused on that in 20 years time when you've retired or in 20 years time when your kids want to buy their first house, if you're always focusing on that, then you're never actually making Enough money or as much money as you could. Um, So, hopefully, that makes sense anyway. And I guess what I mean is if you're not making profit now, then you are actually losing money on that investment. Think of it like this if you have a property investment or any investment actually which isn't generating you a return now, then it's possibly not the best investment that you could make. And I'll give you an example. If you've got a property investment that you're hoping is going to grow in value over the next 20 years, let's just say. Now, yes, the, there is a good argument to be made that says, well, the, the, the compounding value of that asset, the property, is going to seriously increase in, uh, and grow over time. Yes, absolutely. But if that grows in line with inflation, let's say, I don't know, let's just make up a number. If it grows by 2% per year over the course of 20 years, because sometimes it's going to be higher, sometimes it's going to be lower, then great. You've got yourself a lovely property investment that you're going to be able to release that cash in 20 years' time. And look, hopefully you've made 100 grand in that 20 years. That would be amazing. 100 grand, 20 years, 20 years beautiful you'll take that but if you're not making any cash in that 20 years then technically that's a loss each month all the way up to the time that you could release a hundred thousand pounds so if you could have made i don't know profit of five grand a year for 20 years then that's your 100 grand gone because you could have made five grand a year during the time that you've made or had that property. So you could have actually have five grand a year plus 100 grand when it comes to the end of that 20 years. Now, that would be nice. And that's what I think you should aim for because you think about it. If you're gonna buy a property investment and it's gonna grow in value over time, then you can also make profit per month as well. So you might as well do both. Now, you can play that off against each other, right? If, you've got, if you're looking at uh, investment properties in an area that's gonna grow in value by, I don't know, 100 grand in 20 years, then what about if you, but you weren't gonna make any cash in the meantime, or much cash in the meantime, what about if you made five grand per year in cash Plus, it only grew by 50,000 over that 20 years. You'd take that, right? You'd take that. That's that's 150 grand that you would have made in 20 years time. Do you get what I mean? Hopefully you get what I mean. Sometimes it's really difficult to talk all these numbers on a video or on a podcast. Because um, if you're listening to them, it might not add up or make sense in your head. But what I'm trying to say is... You might grow the value of that property by £100,000 over 20 years. And then at the end of the 20 years, you get that £100,000 out. But you could also grow that property value by £100,000 in 20 years and have five grand a year in net profit. And that would give you £200,000 over the course of that 20 years. Or, again, you can offset it. You might make £50,000 in... Um, appreciation or growth in value over twenty years, and you might make, I don't know, three grand a year in net profits. All of it just makes sense and makes more money, and that's the point. We've got to try and grow our property investments' value and generate the cash and make the most return on investment that we possibly can, by keep whilst also keeping the risk as low as we possibly can. So, there is a couple of options for you now. Look, I do loads of um, what are called optimizer calls. Look, it's a fancy way of describing the analysis and uh, and planning of a existing portfolio. And that's one property. It's ten properties. It's a hundred properties. I've done uh, an optimizer for um, for one property. I've done an optimizer for what's the most I've done for 32 properties is probably the most I've done. But what it, what it means is we analyse all the properties and we set out a strategy. And it could be that we sell some, it could be that we remortgage some, it could be that we improve the mortgage on the existing properties, it might be that we reanalyze the rent values, we reanalyze the expenditures, maybe you're paying out too much in insurances, maybe you're paying out too much in maintenance, anything like that, management. We analyse every single component of your property investment. Well, I say we, I, um, because I'm a bit of a geek like that. I do enjoy doing it. But I analyse every single component of your property investment and I set out a strategy for you. And I say what to do with each of your properties, how to make the most amount of return. Because there are things that I might be able to see from an external perspective that you might have missed and it can't hurt to find out, right? And if it makes you an extra few grand a year, if it helps you improve the growth of the property value, then great. Why not, eh? By the way, if you want to book an optimizer call, just send me a message or comment below and I'll message you. Um, and by the way, I'm saying comment below. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it's because I'm also doing this as a video. Um, but if you're listening on the podcast, you can just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. You should know that by now, hopefully. Um, Yeah, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk, or just message me through Facebook, message me through my um, page, or just comment below and I'll message you. But anyway, the whole point if you're going to do all this yourself, you don't have to have an optimizer call with me. But if you're going to do all this yourself, then the point is you've got to keep your cash flow high, keep your expenditure low, and make sure you're buying property in areas that are going to grow. And if they're not going to grow so much in value, like there are parts of the north that perhaps won't grow in value as fast as parts of the south, then you've got to make sure the cash flow is reflective of that. And I always revert back to yield. If I'm going to make 10% yield in the rent, and I'm going to make 2% yield in the appreciation of the property, the growth in value, then great. If I'm going to make 10% um, rent yield, but I'm not going to make. It's not really going to grow in value. Not so great. So I'll be looking for a good combination of yield across those two things. But don't forget the cash flow. There's no point in owning an investment of any kind if it's not generating you a return. And yes, there is an argument to be made that at some point you can buy property for the long term. But I would say if you've only got a couple of properties, then There's no point using up your money sitting in a property that's not generating you any any income. Actually, what you could do is put your money into a property that's going to generate you a good mixture of both or a full amount of both. Generates full net profits every month. Full appreciation over the course of time. Um, Anyway, I hope that makes sense. I've kind of got a couple of notes written down here, but this was a bit of a spontaneous one, actually, because I, I heard someone say... Um, those exact words, that they've got a property investment. It doesn't really make much cash each month, but that's okay because it's a long-term investment. And I got a bit confused by that. And I thought, well, what you're actually doing is trying to justify why you shouldn't go through that process of selling a property, reinvesting it in another property that generates more cash flow and appreciation. Or you're kind of lying to yourself a bit and lying is a bit of a harsh term, but lying to yourself in the sense that um, you're thinking of the positive, which is great, but you're not looking at the negative. You're, not, you're looking at the upside, which is that it will grow um, over 20 years and it will grow in value by 100 grand, but you're not looking at the downside, that you're actually losing however much per month along that 20 year journey. So it is a it is an excuse, and I don't mean that people are stupid. I don't mean that you're stupid listening to this, if you are that person that says it's okay, it's a long-term investment. I just mean that there's a, a perspective of this that you're missing. There's an opportunity that you're missing. Because let's look at it from the positive again. You have an investment. You have an asset. It's worth something. So if you've got a property that's worth 100 grand, then you have a 100 grand asset. So you could take that 100 grand, if it's not generating you the right cash flow and not generating you the right growth in value, you could take that asset and reinvest it in something that brings you both income and growth. And what I'd love for everybody to think about when you're investing in anything, it doesn't matter whether it's a a property, stocks, shares, um, whatever, if you're investing, it has to generate a return, it has to generate an income, it has to generate growth. I'd love that if you could remember that If in all your investments. <clears throat> so the big question is, how do you go and... I don't know, if you've got a property now and you're thinking to yourself right now, after everything I've said, you're thinking to yourself, okay, yep, yeah, I hear what you're saying, Tom. I've got a property. It doesn't generate much income per month. In fact, it just about pays off the mortgage and covers the bills. But I always thought that it was a long-term investment so that in 20 years time, I can provide um, a deposit for my children's house or it provides me with a pension or or a bit of cash, whatever. Then, But you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that's great, Tom, but How can I find property investment deals? Well, look, okay. First of all, that is a whole different podcast. In fact, it's a whole workshop, a training course, if you like. Now, I don't do training courses. As you know, I give all this information out for free. There have been loads of people that tell me that I shouldn't be giving this information out for free. I should be charging for training courses. Fair enough. Hey, if you want to donate me some money, then go for it. But uh, no, I quite enjoy doing this, actually. And there are loads of places that you can go and pay a few, few grand to go and sit in a training course and learn all this stuff. And I don't doubt that they are very valuable. Um, different people, different things. I personally am not interested in running a training business or being a mentor. I've actually stopped mentoring. Um, I was mentoring some clients. I've stopped that now. It's just not something at the moment that I'm interested in. But I like giving away my knowledge. I like talking to people and helping people out, but I don't like doing training. Anyway, um, uh, so how do you find those property deals? Well, look, I'm not going to go into big detail, but the first way you can do it is go and find properties yourself and you obviously need to know what to look for and where to look for them. Estate agents are obviously a major source of property investment opportunities, but that takes time. It takes strategies and techniques and nurturing. Um, it's, It's not something that you can go and do a deal packaging course on and then just go straight out and win loads of property deals. It's not the way it works. And a load of people will tell you the same. You can go and learn how to do it, but then it takes time. So you can go and do it yourself. You can go to auctions. There are great auction properties available. You can do modern auctions. You can do uh, traditional auctions. Um, You can go, you can find properties through friends and family as well. There's loads of them. There's property everywhere. You can go door knocking. There's loads of ways that you can get properties by doing it yourself. If you don't want to do it yourself or you haven't got confidence in doing it yourself, then of course you can go to, um, well, you can go to me. I'm a property broker as well. And what that means is that I have a a whole network of sourcing agents that um, provide me with property investment opportunities. And either I buy them or I pass them out to property investors that want to invest. And my criteria is, to be absolutely honest, if I'm not buying at that time, that's when I'll pass them out. If I am buying at that time, I won't pass it out. It's as simple as that. Uh, Because, of course, you know, I can't buy every property every time. Of course, I can't. And there are also some properties that people like and I don't. Like, I'm not really a big fan of HMO properties, but some people are. And I get offered them all the time. I'm not a big fan of student properties. Some people are. I get offered them all the time. And things like blocks of flats. You know, I've been offered two big blocks of flats recently. Not really my cup of tea right now, maybe in the future. Uh, but not for me right now. I get offered loads of them. Building, building on land. Again, not my cup of tea right now, but some people are. So I get offered all those. So you can go to a property broker like me. Now, what's the benefit of a broker over a sourcing agent? Well, a broker will know the sourcing agent and will have worked with them, will have vetted them, referenced them, whatever you want to call it and we'll be able to provide you with a bit of confidence in the sourcing agent. Because that's a big problem. If you decide today that you want to get into property investing, it's very difficult to know which sourcing agent to use, which sourcing agent is trustworthy, which one's just come out of a a training course on, on how to deal package, and they've just gone around the estate agents, and they're gonna sell you a property which, you know, they're gonna blag it up and say, yeah, this is a massive below market value deal when really it's not, but you don't know the area. So how are you gonna know? So a broker does that, sits in between. Um, and I suppose really the other way to get properties, or like I said earlier on, you could probably just take a call with me an optimizer call or a discovery call, and we could look at your existing portfolio. We could optimize your existing portfolio. I can tell you where to improve it, where to replace it. And you can do with that what you want. You don't have to do those things. And in line with that, we can do a mixture of the lot. You can do some yourself, you can do some through me, you can do it all, either way. So I hope that helps. And really what that is, is an outline of long-term investments, what it really is and how to avoid dodgy ones. Speak to you also.